Welcome to this week's episode of Muslims Doing Things, a podcast about extraordinary Muslims and their career journeys. This is the first time in MDT history that we're doing an old guest who's been on the show before for a second time. But I'm really excited about this because this is my sister-in-law, Yasmin Durali. You can tell um, we're cozy. It's nighttime. We're hanging with the fam over the weekend. Um, but I'm excited about this episode because a year ago, I brought Yasmin on the show as somebody who's kind of decided she wanted to become a content creator. And she decided and actually laid the roadmap out for the journey between determining that's what she wanted to do and what she did to, at that point, have collected, like, I don't know, 50,000, I think, on TikTok at that point, maybe two or 3,000 on Instagram. Um, in between now and then, it's been a year, she has, like, closer to 150K on TikTok. Yeah, I would say combined. Combined? Across platforms. Well, what is it on TikTok? Like, 140 or something? I think 130. How about Instagram? Like, 15. And you have YouTube. And I have YouTube. And you have management. Yeah. And you quit your job. Yeah. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> and you figured out you figured out you want to do marketing, so you don't plan you, you're looking into marketing as a career. Mm-hmm. And you got hitched. Uh, do you call him your husband or fiance? Um husband. We're married. Okay. And, and you got Islamically married, but like not white. Yeah, no, we it's like it's okay. Her husband. We're cool with it. But you're gonna do like a white wedding. White wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about a white wedding, more of a Persian wedding, but we got we did our our marriage papers. Okay, and she's married. Okay, yeah, for, for the record, she's married. So what I want to talk about now and today and why I'm really excited to talk to Yasi is that we are going to talk through community, what's mm-hmm. taken to build a community. She has a community of followers that are so, and I can usually tell who's engaged. <laughs> They're so engaged because every time she posts me, people are like come running as if she's like just announced the best thing since sliced bread. Like uh, it's a you very, are the best thing I mean, sliced bread. I'd say, but like still, um, it's a really engaged community. So we're going to talk about community. We're going to talk about um, life changes and what it means in terms of creating content. Like, you know, having a man in your life what if he doesn't want to be in the public eye yeah. we're going to talk about the approaches to influencing it's going to be really fun so welcome Yossi I'm so excited thank you for having me and yes of course um I had so many people reach out this time last year saying that the podcast was like so much fun to listen to so I hope that we can add value again and I'm really excited you know I love that you refer to it as adding value because whenever I record the pod I see somebody's time is mm-hmm. literally like the most valuable thing that they can give me it is and especially if you like you know you have a job or you're a parent yeah. or whatever it is you're yeah. like running like you could be doing so many things so if you're listening to me ramble you need to have learned something yeah I love podcasts as I learned so much from them but now that I've listened to so many I can tell what I don't like yeah. I don't like when I'm just rambling. listening to someone's inside jokes or rambling so I yeah. hope that we can like actually provide value here and we talked about this so me and Yossi um if you're not watching the video we're right next to each other so it's probably gonna be a lot faster of a conversation because mm-hmm. it's the first time I've done in person um but we talked about this how like when people know each other well mm-hmm. and because we've already done the typical script in the last episode of where were you born what did you do what did you study and they can watch that. this could you can watch that part one this could easily be super rambly so we put we actually like literally wrote out a structure of the things we want people to learn today yeah. um so what have you learned yasi between when you were tinkering with social media a year ago and where you are today as somebody who arguably if you wanted to like do content creation as your income you could not do anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I've learned that you have to really figure out what motivates you and you need to have discipline because social media is constantly changing. Like there's always a new trend. There is so much that's like up and down. If you're someone that's only like motivated by your views or your likes or something that's a number, it's super fleeting and you have to go into it with a genuine passion, a genuine drive of like, 
I know what I'm doing. I know I want to do this. I know I can add value to it in some way. And I'm in it for the long haul. Like you have to be committed. So I feel like I learned the importance of like, you know, still showing up on days when I didn't feel my best or, you know, not caring if like one video didn't like do as well because that was never what motivated me. Mm. And I learned that, um, you know, at the end of the day, like I have a passion for what I do. And I think that shows. And I think when you're genuine, people can tell. And at the end of the day, community is like what matters the most to me because everything else is so up and down, but the people who know you for you and support you and, you know, you can always add value to their life. You can inspire them. You can entertain them. Like they're the people who are going to stick with you over years. And like, that's, what's going to set you apart from other people is like, do they know who you are and like your values and what you're adding to the table? Okay. So we're going to spend time talking about community. Today. <laughs> I love it. Um, but before we do that, yeah, y'all see for people who forgot about the first episode, which was a year ago or folks who are hearing you for the first time, just tell us about yourself. Do you like yeah. a, elevator pitch two three minutes Yasi where were you born what did you study what do you yeah. think you were gonna do where are you in life now where am I in life so I'm from SoCal I you married um my brother <laughs> what is it seven eight years ago yeah. at this point I was 16 so I feel like you've seen me through so many different life <laughs> stages um but I graduated from UC Berkeley a year ago um, really yeah oh maybe a little bit over a year ago maybe a year and a Whoa. half ago um and I went into college thinking I was gonna study business because that's like what everyone told me my whole life I should do and I studied it for (laughs) two years and then I had a whole epiphany of like this wasn't fulfilling for me I was so like bored by it um so I did like a couple internships throughout college and I fell in love with like nonprofits and social justice work and I was like wow like this is bringing me the why of my work like this is so interesting to me so I changed my major I ended up studying legal studies and human rights I was like so dead set on going to law school even though Layla tried to talk me out of it like 50 times so she was like you're way too creative to go in such a traditional no offense to lawyers but if you are I mean my husband's a lawyer so there's yeah you know if you're considering it in your creative calling Yeah, so um, I was just, like, super dead set on being a lawyer. I was, like, you know, it's stable. It makes sense. Like, I'm I'm good at it. I'm passionate about it. Um, and then, but also pause your family. So you have a doctor, your brother's in finance, mm -hmm. you have a lawyer, your mom's a lawyer, your dad's a PhD manager. So there aren't creatives. They're all very intelligent. Mashallah, they've all done something. They're all Muslims doing things, but nobody's creative. No, and I think not their not what is creative as a career is what I mean. Yeah, and I think also for them, like their immigrant background, like they came here and they they had to do that, you know, like yeah, they went to school and that's how they provided for their family. So it was it's always been a no brainer of like school, school, school. Yeah, your mom got her. I'm gonna like any time on the show. She got her law degree at forty with four kids. Yeah, so when I was as an immigrant. Yeah, Yeah, when I was growing up, like she was always in like her night classes for law school. Like I always saw her like doing the hustle of like working and being a mom and then also not just working but like going to school at the same time so yeah I wouldn't say anyone's like creative for a career but I just had that mindset of like okay law school makes sense after I graduated college and then COVID hit and I had so much like free time on my hands you had two years of college at home I had I think I had a year and a half I was like Mm -hmm. into my junior year of college and I had been like making um, like makeup tutorials and like videos. Wait, wait, wait! Like, pause. Yeah. First year of COVID, I was here for three months for my yeah. second baby's mat leave. Yeah. And I decided in mat leave I was gonna gain a hundred thousand TikTok followers, and I did it. That was like my thing. And you were watching me do that, and yeah. you've always been like, I should have made a YouTube. Yeah. So I had been making like makeup tutorials and vlogs since you were, like, and 12. all that. Literally, since I, I was like eleven or twelve, yeah. like I would have my mom's iPad and I would sit there 
and I would film so many makeup tutorials. I wasn't even good at makeup, but that wasn't the point. Like, I was just so confident. And I, anytime my mom would take me to, like, a little gathering, I was like, get ready with me. Oh, she shows us. No, it was so Your mom so pulls out OG, the videos. Yeah, and I thought that they did that the day after I got married. And I was like, why didn't anyone have, invite me to my watch party? We had the best time, guys. It's this hysterical music video. She's, like, Which well, one? The Temptation Orange. Oh, maybe oh. it was that. No, I think it was Susan Khan. Oh, yeah. With Anyways, friends. if anybody wants that and pays me a lot of money, I'm yeah. probably Oh, please. No. <laughs> Don't get any ideas. Um, so yeah, I had like always been making these videos. I would get so excited. I felt like that was always my creative outlet, but I never knew like that's something that you could, um, you know, I never think, thought it was possible for me because everyone who I watched doing it growing up, like didn't look like me, didn't have a family dynamic like me, like wasn't Muslim. So I felt like I didn't even have a role model in that way. And then COVID hit and I was like, you know what? I'm really bored. And Layla was like, you should just like start, like have a creative outlet, like just do it. You have time on your hands. And I just like started I started making videos it was honestly 100% for fun like I I don't even know what I started out as I think I tried to be like a health and fitness girl and, like, that was not my <laughs> then you became a clean girl and you landed a clean girl for a while yeah I did I was just like that was my aesthetic for a while I was figuring out what I liked and what I enjoyed creating and then also it's like what you're naturally good at, good at and what it like what's exciting to you um and then I was still, like, working a corporate job. I worked a corporate job for, like, a year yeah. after I graduated. I was found. Which, I don't know if your old bosses are listening, but that was another one. Before you took the job, I was like, Yassi, don't take it. And every day I was like, you need to quit. Yeah. Not because I don't want a corporate world, but it's not the job for her. And, like, you are, yeah. you are creative. You will do great in marketing strategy, marketing. Branding. Like, I think right. that's so interesting. So, yeah. Anyways. I was working I was working another job that. This wasn't supposed to be an I told you so, but somehow we're nine minutes in and it's an I told you so. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean, I worked that job and it was my first job after college yeah. and I learned what I needed to learn. It just wasn't the best fit for me. And I was juggling that with content creation. And, um, you know, over time, I just, you know, really put in the time and the energy and I loved what I did. So I just like grew an audience. And then um, I would say, I think. Two or three months ago, I decided to quit my old job and I moved back home to California. I was in DC for a job, and so much has changed since then. Oh my gosh. I've signed with a management agency, I am like doing full time content, mm -hmm. and you know, like down the line, I would like love to work in marketing and be like a brand builder, have like my own brand one day. So I'm yeah. just kind of figuring it out, and yeah. I'm so lucky I have a community online that's like really here for the journey. Yeah, and in the figuring it out, um, I think the figuring it out piece is actually very important because, okay, so this is where things get really interesting. Me and Yassi, in the family, both of us had built communities, but they're very different communities, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, we talk about this a lot, how, like, there's really two approaches to influencing. One, niching down like crazy, mm -hmm. um, which is what I did. I focused on my core competency. I said, listen, like, I <laughs> built a company. If you I need to know how to interview, go to Layla's go, TikTok. <laughs> I've been through so many interviews. I've seen people who are good at it and people who are bad at it. And I'll literally get on TikTok as soon as an interview ends and I'll be like, guys, this person did the smartest thing. Or like, this person bombed it and let me tell you how you could fix that. Because honestly, it, it's an art, it's art form, it's a communication art form. Mm -hmm. And unless you've done it a lot or seen it a lot, it's really hard to do well. Mm -hmm. So I like niche down and I was like, I've built a company. We have like mm -hmm. 130 people or something right now. Like I've learned a thing or two and I'm very mm -hmm. generous with that information. Yeah. So I've taken my core competency and I built a brand around my core competency. If I post a Dyson Airwrap, we were just talking about it, like, nobody would care. I mean, I wouldn't job to you, but whatever. You know, actually, I will do makeup. I'm going to do Get Ready With Me. Good, like, pretty ready good. Me. Yeah, but, um, but yes, you're right. Like, nobody would come running for my makeup. They'd be yeah. like, oh, okay, hold on. Like, my, I makeup, would. my makeup brand would be, like, fast, lazy, and looks really good really yeah, fast. Yeah, that would be your vibe. <laughs> That's, like, my vibe. But anyways, um, the point is, is I niche down 
my personal brand is really focused on the core competency. Mm-hmm. Whereas, and, and, and I kind of do a lot of the same stuff. You don't see me evolve. Like I've mm-hmm. had two babies since I built an audience. They're not really a big part of my narrative unless I'm like carrying them while I'm giving career tips. Um, Yossi's a personality creator. Mm-hmm. So Yossi has a I'm trying through. to be more of one. Yeah, truly. Like you, you haven't really developed your core competency yet with all due respect. Not in a new way. No, like, you're out of college. You've like yeah. had a job that wasn't meant for you and you were lukewarm about you're like Mm -hmm. figuring out your next marketing job Mm -hmm. but your persona drives content like anything she sells goes flying off the shelf she's like put rosemary oil in your hair and all the girlies are like oh my gosh like i need to put rosemary oil in my like literally she actually sold out rosemary anyway so so this is like two very interesting distinctions and i will say for anybody listening and in content or pursuing content or wanting to pursue content the outcomes are very different too and Mm -hmm. kind of like when I think of my platform, like I want to write a book one day. I don't know when, mm-hmm. I don't know about what, but like I want to aggregate all this knowledge and write a book about this core competency I'm developing. Whereas Yossi is thinking like, okay, what do I want to do? Do I want to build a makeup mm-hmm. brand? Do I want to represent, right now you're representing effectively other brands through your mm-hmm. work. Yeah. So when we talk about you being like a personality creator and anybody who's listening now who hasn't made that differentiation, once you think about it, you're like, oh, and you realize kind of the people you follow, mm-hmm. where they fall and what you're kind of interested in mm-hmm. as, as, as people who consume the content. But what do you think about your personality drives people? And what do you think you influence people to do? That's a good question. I feel like what you were saying of like, I'm still figuring it out is a big thing that's brought my community together because I'm like 23. Mm-hmm. My audience is between like 18 and like 34, which those are like really key years <laughs> in your life. Like that's a huge chunk of time where you're figuring out who you are, what your purpose is, what are you good at? Who are the people that matter to you? Like what direction is your life going in? And I feel like I have just tried to be really authentic with the fact that like, I don't know what I'm doing either. And I'm still figuring it out. And I'm just sharing little things here and there that have helped me. And I feel like I talk a lot about like, confidence on my page and like not caring about what other people think and it's because you know there was one point where I was so insecure and I cared so much about what people thought but you know xyz things helped me and this is where I'm at today and I know that someone you know might someone who's watching that might be in those shoes and who needs kind of that like role model that's gonna bring them out of their shell in that way so I feel like yeah just trying to be confident being really authentic and also you know thinking about what makes me different and how can I, again, add value to people? Like, we're going to get into this more, but, like, a big thing I talk about is, like, my page is, like, beauty and fashion, all that stuff, but it's not just, like, just beauty and fashion. It's, like, modest fashion. It's finding pieces that, you know, complement you that still fit within your values or within your belief system. So I just try and, you know, think of ideas that are unique to me and differentiate me and not care too much about, like, oh, the space is saturated. There are so many people because I know that, you know, my personality, like no one else has my personality. No one else has the same, um, the same vibe as me. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's what sets me apart. No, it's funny you mentioned that. Cause I'm, I'm like looking back to when I was young and mm-hmm. the people who I like admired, mm-hmm. who is that supermodel that everybody liked? Oh, she was, was Adriana Luna. No, this is before that. She was like, literally, is it Kate Moss? I don't know. She's, yeah, I was not in, I, I was, know, in, I was like, into that era. So Kate Moss, I'm just kind of giving an example of like somebody who influenced girls mm-hmm. my age. And she's just like this super stick thing. Mm-hmm. You know, what I was part of the VS Angel era. So like skinny jeans and the tank top. And we'd yeah. like look at people like that and be like, okay, how can we like modify our totally different mm-hmm. lifestyle? 
to fit like this look, mm-hmm. right? Like I you're trying to fit within their balance. Within it, right? I will mean, like I used to be. I'm still a skater. Yes, I'm a grown skater. You're I'm okay with that. Skater, but like I, I used to. I'm so embarrassing. It's like wear ties. I thought it was so cool and I was so ties. Kind of oh, totally. And like Avril Lavigne became a thing, and people were like ties. you know, like Avril. I'm so not like the flat ties. I'm so glad this is Wait, like Wait, I need film. to see those pics. Like, so many pics. Um, so iconic. But I would like people compare me to Avril, and I'm like, she's trying to be me. But the point is, is like I thought that was cool. Yeah. And I, I didn't really have the right framework to evaluate myself by. I had to create it, which was mm-hmm. fine. That worked, but it's like harder, right? Mm-hmm. So effectively, what you're saying is you're creating another framework for women. Who are trying to balance their values, their style, mm-hmm. their ambitions, mm-hmm. and who might see themselves in you, and you're mm-hmm. saying like you, you don't have to compromise here, right? Yeah, like, so okay, I love that. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if that answered your question. I did my answer question. Good. Um, and speaking of embarrassment, you had asked your audience earlier about what they wanted to hear from you, mm-hmm. and a lot of it was getting over embarrassment getting over people judging you. Mm-hmm. I've been a 23-year-old girl, and at the core of my worries was people thinking I'm dumb, stupid, try too hard. Yeah, what were you like when you were 23? Um, I honestly didn't know you. Yeah, no, I was very outgoing, life of the party. Yeah, same. I didn't sleep at 9 p.m. I slept like 2 a.m. all the time. I'm not there yet. Um, I'm like a grandma. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a mess. But, but um, very hardworking. Yeah. I just discovered I loved architecture. I fell in love with it. But I was, I was really, like, fun, but also, like, I think deep, 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 deep down, I wasn't the secure I am now. I was still kind of insecure. I mean, that makes sense. You, was, as you age, right? it happens. I was confident, but like, I was like figuring, I like, and I, I've talked about this publicly. I had like different, I had a very different relationship with hijab. I always mm-hmm. talk about it's a fluid relationship. I was kind of figuring out who do I want to be. Do I like I we've all been there. Right? And so like, um, I was a much younger, <laughs> less developed version of myself, but mm-hmm. a lot of the same. I don't think I've made me core changes in mm-hmm. my personality. Mm-hmm. I've only become a better version you. of what I used to be. And that's the dream. That's what everyone wants. Right. Which, like, comes in. I'm happy for that. So, um, to go back to the question. Embarrassment. Embarrassment, modesty. How do you get over people looking at you? Yeah. And saying, like, I don't want to put myself out there like that. I've had a lot of people tell me that. I've had, like, even some of my closest friends tell me that. Tell you what? That, you know, they want to start content creating or they're just, like, scared to dress a certain way because they're afraid of what people think. They think people are going to judge them. Like, are you not? And, and they probably will. Like, people typically judge when they're reflecting an insecurity of themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's the biggest lesson <laughs> I think I've learned yeah. this year and just in life is that nothing really is about you. It's never when about people you. people judge you, it's like, if they judge you, if they leave a mean comment, if they are gossiping about you, it's like 99% a reflection of them and the seat that they're at or they're just projecting yeah, something on you. So, I mean, I feel like I actually had this conversation with you when I was, like, 17. Oh, hey. Yeah. You had a lot of deep conversations. So, you told me something that was really interesting. You said you're going to have, like, different phases with your confidence in your friendships throughout you age. You're going to say, like, you're going to have one at, like, 16, 17, one at, like, 21, 22, 23, and then one at, like, 24, 25, 26. How are we tracking? Um, I think I'm definitely in stage two. Okay. Yeah. The accuracy But it's just, like, it's just about finding... You were just saying that as you age, you're going to realize, like, no one cares as much as you do about yourself. The real ones, your friends, they're going to reveal themselves. And you probably won't be friends with the same people as you go through that phase, but that's okay. And that's, like, part of the journey. And, like, some people aren't meant to be in your life for more than a season, a year, a couple years, whatever. And that stuck with me. But, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I used to care so much about what people thought of me. Um... 
I was just such a people pleaser and that's why I think for so many years I didn't start like posting online. You know what's funny? Um, obviously Muslims doing things is not a place for gossip, so I don't say who. But well, I actually remember that conversation and there was a few people in your life I wanted out immediately. Yeah, <laughs> so and she was, was like, very clear so about it. When I was like six or seven, she's like, That they're not your friends. They're not your friends, they're not good for you. They don't actually really like no, you. There no. are people who love are friends that might hate you or they don't right. think that's the best thing. Right, I yeah. actually remember that, so I'm glad that that was good. In Boston, advice. remember? Yeah, oh girl, yeah. I was an intern oh, when girl. she first started her she company. She was my intern, and I was like my 16. Intern. I don't even think you guys were married yet. I think you guys oh, had your tacos, yeah. like literally sleeping on your floor. You're Boston. sleeping on my, and I put you on a bike. You used to bike to work with me. Yeah, you really yeah. put me through the ringer, girl. <laughs> Did you expect anything else? We're still there, hun. Still, you know, we gotta keep it yeah. on our toes here. Um, so it, it to answer like it seems like really the answer to your question is at 23, 24, mm-hmm. as probably some version of where you are now, which mm-hmm. what you just stated, it's a better, better version of you at 16, but not yeah. maybe at 28 or 38. Yeah. yeah. You know? No, 100%. And I, I feel like staying the same is scary to me. I don't want to be the well, same Well, I mean, person. you're, like, with all due respect, you're, like, two years to your brain fully formed. Yeah, exactly. But not yeah. in a bad way. It's not like there's an obvious circle. Like, yeah, of course. Like, it's all about evolution. You also are growth-minded. You have a growth mindset. Thank you. Yeah. So you're quick to take feedback and react mm-hmm. to feedback. So to answer the question, it seems like to recap, in terms of managing that confidence, mm-hmm. realize that nobody cares as much as you do. Yeah. And if they really care, they probably just like something about themselves. Yeah. And they're projecting it on you. And I think that's I think that's advice we all hear, but I think the harder work is like your environment and seeing how is that contributing to your identity and your confidence. Because when I was at my most insecure, I wasn't surrounded A by a lot of Muslim friends. Interesting. I didn't have a lot of good core Muslim girlfriends like now I'm so grateful that I have like my sisters you know what I mean like I have people who inspire me who Mm -hmm. I like truly love and respect so much and I am so okay becoming into a a version of them you know what I mean oh I love that like I all of my friends if they're listening to this I love you but like I love them all so much and I'm so selective about who's in my life that I'm so fine becoming a version of them because you know what they say like you're your five closest friends so I felt like the journey to becoming confident was also like shaving down who was my huh. friend. Where was I going? What spaces were I putting myself in? Like what content was I consuming? It's like not just the people in your life physically. It's also the, like the stuff you consume online. That's such a good filter because I'm going through my head the people who I hold closest to me mm-hmm. and it would be an honor. Yeah. I actually think I attract them because they're better versions of me. That's Exactly. Why I, I feel like I'm friends with yes. people who are so much better than me as people yeah. and like, I like love them for My that. filter is like, would I keep my kid around you for mm-hmm. a day and hope they learn something? And yeah. Generally, the answer is yes. Yeah. That's really interesting. No, so so as you've also developed, so we talked about how you effectively are a personality creator at this mm-hmm. point. So you've had to determine what your style is. You've mm-hmm. had to determine... How do you want to present yourself? Because you started very visually before you started talking over your videos. I was so scared to talk for so long. I know. I, I was too. Know. That's why I started I don't know this. why. It's embarrassing. It feels embarrassing. Back to LOL. It, it feels, feels embarrassing, but, but I just fine. see everyone else's content talking, mm-hmm. and I've never once thought to myself, wow, that's so embarrassing. I know. That's how you know it's literally all in your head. I know. But um, so you, you figured out, how did you land on your personal style? What is your personal style? I feel like it's always changing. I feel like I love very, like, elegant looks I like something that's timeless okay. I don't want to look back on a picture of myself and be like why why did I wear that like that was a bad decision are you, are you making a direct reference to my Avril Lavigne stage because I'm not no but I'm glad I have that I had an ugly face I, I had an ugly face you're really cute no I, I'm not saying I wasn't cute but like I feel yeah, like I kids these days don't have those it's well, humbling 
It's definitely. Different. I was so in my like, I'm the cutest girl ever, and I wear like the cutest outfits, and I like have the most like juicy. I'm like, wow, well, I know why I didn't. And you're wearing like a blazer at eleven. I was wearing bright. Did you really not have friends? I still friends with their friends. Oh yeah, okay, that's even bleak. Um, so your style is ev- you're ever like you're changing. Yeah, I believe that because I've seen mm-hmm. you change. Um, and you got married. <laughs> your personality now, and we talked about this, how when you're a personality creator, your life almost becomes something your audience has to know about because you're selling yourself. Selling is a terrible word. You're going to hate it because you're Gen Z. Yeah, but as a millennial, that. it's the truth. Like, you're, you know, very tra- you guys know transactional. Say. So you're, you're, you're building this image of yourself, and now you have this huge transition. Mm-hmm. And so people want to know. How did you navigate that? How did you ask your husband? I know you're super private, but I'm starting to like say his name. But um, <laughs> yeah, you name. how do you ask Mustafa? Yeah, whether or not he wanted to be part of this, how did he respond to it, and how do you navigate that? So we had been together before I had even started online. Okay, so it's not like he had signed up for a life to be online. And I think that's something important too, is because like, you know, some people are just a little bit more private and prefer their boundaries. And I was like, I totally respect that. Um, I think there's also a misconception with, I saw a TikTok about this the other day. I don't remember the creator's name, but they were just saying how like there is this perception that you need to share every single thing on the internet to be relatable, to be authentic, to be a content creator. And I just have to disagree. Like, I feel like you can have boundaries with things and it's, I feel like it's only been hard for people who've shared too much and then they try and backtrack and then their audience feels entitled to that part of their life. But for me, like, I knew, like, okay, my husband's not super comfortable with being online. Like, he just doesn't like it. He thinks it's better for family and friends, and I totally respect that. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm honestly fine with keeping my romantic life separate because people don't need to always know everything on the internet. I think my generation likes to overshare a lot. And I personally like to keep some things that are the most special to me closest to me because, you know, when you invite people into your life, everyone's automatically going to have an opinion. And I was just not comfortable granting people access to that. Hmm. And that's my boundary and people respect your boundaries. And it's like, I'm never going to not share, you know, new things in my life. Like I shared my web, like bridal content all the time. Like I, shared how it was such an exciting chapter and it was adjustment and all that but yeah he's he's like the biggest part of my life but that doesn't mean it needs to be online because not everything you want is on the internet yeah and it's i fine. mean especially if they don't want it this is like yeah, exactly. there's truly a consent factor when it comes to sharing your 100%. life online yeah and, and sharing information mm-hmm. and as you kind of have navigated your first few months as a married woman mm-hmm. And you've evolved. Did you know it's been like six months? Wait, what? Yeah. I still need to post your Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I was like, like, what the heck? I've had this draft in my Instagram of your like. You showed me years. that like two months ago. And you're like, like, can I post I this? I was like, yeah. Can I just tell you how crazy it's been? <laughs> I was just telling her. Um, Yossi's a real one, by the way, guys, because there definitely wasn't going to be an episode tomorrow. But I, was I, like, I've been wanting to have her on. And this week was crazy. I was in Boston on Monday. Came yeah. back from Boston on Tuesday. On Wednesday, yeah. I was at my desk. On Thursday, yeah. I was in trucks at 4 a.m. I don't know how you do it. Me neither, girl. I was mm-hmm. like, do you want to come to this holiday party with me? Like, I kind of oh, yeah, forgot about client. that. Like, I have to be up at the client at 3 a.m. I was like, why? <laughs> but I went to the party. It was really but fun. You did. It went was to the really party fun. Thursday. And then Friday, the kids had off. So mm-hmm. I took the day off. Mm-hmm. And I took them to a farm, which was honestly the hardest day of the week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, kids. It's a lot. It's just, Heidi was at work. So, but yeah. the point is, is today I was like, Yassi, let's just do the episode. And she's a real one. She's like, let's do it. Yeah. So, um, we were talking about how incorporating Mustafa on social media is a decision you have to make. Mm-hmm. And 
do you have, what would you do differently if you were to start today from when you really started this, what, let's say two years ago now? Yeah. Do differently in terms of like relationship stuff? No, 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 no. That's, what do you regret? I'm just kidding. Um, no, social in, in terms of becoming a content creator. Hmm. I, was, I mean, everything happens for a reason. It all panned out perfectly, but I feel oh, like yeah. if I was, yeah, alhamdulillah, but I feel like I just probably wouldn't be so hard on myself. Hmm. I probably would have started showing my personality much earlier on because I'm just now starting to get comfortable with that. And I felt like I was overthinking so much. And you're such a Gemini. You're always like bring light to a room and you're like, yeah, and, I, and people are going to think it's hilarious. You know when I met my new managers in person? Cause I had signed with them a few months before I could actually meet them. They're like, wait, like you actually look so funny. You actually, have such a personality. You don't, you don't bring funny into, maybe you do your YouTube. You don't bring funny. Because into I don't know how. I'm like, yeah, nervous. You're like a clean girl. You're actually very, I'm like nervous. You're nervous. vibey, but you're more funny than you are vibey. Let's not say you're not vibey. Like you're very funny. And that's my like, real life. It. I'm just like chaotic. But yeah, my manager's like, wait, like you don't really share that. Well, just get scared. So I feel like I need to take this advice to myself now, but I just feel like I overthought so much. Yeah. And I was like so scared to even talk in my videos or like share anything that required people like having access to me. And then I just realized the only thing I was doing was holding me back. Yeah, like definitely. thinking about what other people thought of me was just holding me back. Yeah. But that's the only thing I would change. Probably, you know. I mean, you could still change it. It seems like you're still not bringing yeah, it Yeah, I'm still not bringing it off. I guess YouTube. I need to be can. So yeah. let's talk about getting managed. Did you want to get managed? How did you find them? What were the questions you asked? Take us mm -hmm. through that journey. And also start us with this question. Why would one even become managed? I think it brings a different level of like this is granted if you have good management because I know people have had bad experiences I think it brings a different level of like stability to your life and to content creation and also um I knew for one like I was learning as I went like I taught myself learning in terms of how to get deals how to close I, deals how, how to read contracts the, how, contracts getting campaigns what are like the best practices of the campaigns like mm -hmm. what's in what's the norm like I taught LLCs. myself yeah all of that I taught myself how to edit I taught myself how to edit on every single platform like I didn't know anything like I literally just taught myself everything and it came to a point where I was like I literally feel like I need a mentor I need someone who like knows the law of the land and can help like teach me like beyond the surface level stuff that I taught myself so it was like I don't know I felt like it was in the back of my mind but I wasn't really searching for it there was a few months where I was like super stressed out at work I was like planning my like engagement events and I was like not prioritizing social media and I don't think I had like a single campaign in like three months and I had like a pretty big audience and I was like I know something's like not right here right. like I know there's a gap between you know what I can bring to the table and like what I can do and just not having access to like those connections or like those brands or you know getting my name on those lists and stuff so there was like a piece of me that knew, okay, I need something. I need help. Like I knew that, but nothing really stuck with me. Like I didn't really like any of the agencies that had reached out and I got approached by my agency now. And I'm like, so lucky, humble Cause they're like seriously the best people ever. And I got so lucky with having people who I can not only like hang out with as friends and really trust them and take advice from them, but also who are incredible people as I navigate through the business. Um, so yeah, I had like a few people reach out and I just, I didn't find them genuine. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't find them authentic. I thought they just wanted me for my numbers. And I was like, I don't like that vibe. It felt icky to me. Yeah. It was like transactional. It felt super transactional. I was like, that's not what I'm here for. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't want that. Um, and then I had my current agency now reach out to me. I think it was in June and we like had a couple calls and I instantly felt like so comfortable with them. 
Um, and we just had to call someone and sign with him and say thanks and like the best. Um, and I feel like it's just so helpful having people who, you know, lo- know the law of the land. They have connections. They've been in the industry. They know how to navigate. They can give you advice when yeah. you're confused or you need help. Um, and what I've learned too is that it's not a one man's job. Yeah. That's it is work. so much more work than I feel like you think it is. Yeah. Even I was like, oh, it's not that much work. And then I'm like, I can't do that all myself. Yeah. And, and do they, um, so what has changed about your work since you introduced management? And I'll make a few assumptions. Mm-hmm. You probably don't have to review legal. I don't know if you have to negotiate comp. Like, what do you, what do, you do now? I don't negotiate anything. So if something comes into you, it just gets forwarded to your managers. And they yeah, it. so I have a separate email address. And... They do all of, like, the back-end work. If I have, like, a brand that I really love and I'm like, oh, I would love to work with them, they'll help me make it happen. Um, and I only really I only really sign off of the final product of the Okay, offer. so you just and have to sign the contract. And you create. I like to review my contracts. I don't know. Maybe that's just because I'm, like, extra picky and stuff. But that's I never usually a good thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't want to get caught in anything. But they also review it all yeah. in advance and they nego- negotiate everything. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's it. And so it gives you the opportunity to probably take on more work. Um, and focus on what actually is the fun part, which is the creation. creating engaging content, creating high quality content. Like I feel like I'm just so much more full in it now because yeah. I don't have to spend time on all the nitty gritty back end stuff. Yeah, no, you know? it's, it's a lot. And it's like, it's, you, you know, it's a lot. I know you try it's a lot. And do it a lot <laughs> on your own and you have yeah. a million and one things and it's yeah. like, no, I, I let, I let so many balls drop and just yeah, so many things hard. sit in my inbox. It's actually crazy. I, I don't like, even want to know today, how many emails are in your dude, inbox. Today I was going, cause that's my personal email. First of all, mm-hmm. I don't like, I have a very hard rule when I'm in work hours for Y systems. I do not touch anything that's outside that's of it. Right. Like I'm very, very, very strict. Don't even see me like post stories in the middle of the day or anything else. I'm like at work and posting. So I put a really hard line. So this means I'm usually doing it. Weekends or nighttime. Mm-hmm. Um, and if somebody's like kind of annoying or I don't like the rate or whatever, I'll just like ignore it. Like, sorry, I can't do this. Well, know. also they, I have noticed too, that they don't really respect you as much. Like brands. Oh, I'm sure. They don't I'm respect sure. you. They don't take you as, as sure. legit, which is sucks. Cause there's so many creators have so much to add value mm-hmm. to the, you know, they have so much to offer. Right. And right. a lot of times they're women of color and Always. they're not getting signed. And it's like such a shame. Yeah. It's not fair. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not there. We can go to a whole tangent about women of color and getting signed as women of color, or being taken advantage of. Yeah, that's a whole other story. Um, but it reduces, ends up reducing kind of the overhead for how to ultimately generate that revenue, which is not how you look at again. You're Gen Z, but I'm like, I'm transactional. It really is not how I look at it, though. It's not how you look at it, but at the end of the day, like, but this, if it is if your job, that's this important. is your job, right? It's now. like, yeah, it is my job. I'm encouraging you to build other core competencies, sister to sister, and you're working on that, but. I think this is a core competency that is worth building too because you're building a platform, mm-hmm. you're building an audience, mm-hmm. you're learning how to communicate, mm-hmm. you're learning how to com- like communicate about the things that work for you, and, and yeah. if it affects what you're selling, your personality, your ability to make decisions, what you've decided on, and kind of how you live your life, and I think it's beautiful. Thank you. Um, I'm always trying to help people with my content, like every week I'll go through my questions on my videos and be like, okay, well, I'm realizing a lot of people have questions about things that I thought, you know, I had questions about when I was younger, like basic things. And I'm like, wait, there's a gap. Like these things I just think everyone knows, not everyone knows. And I'm like, that's a way to provide value as a content creator is actually listening to my audience. Like what do they need help with? What do they want to know? And then 
of just putting out random content for the sake of it. I'm really excited about this part of the conversation because you just segued into community. Yeah. So I was hanging out with her. I was hanging out with this other really adorable Gen Z TikTok girl. Who? Um, Your friend, Abeline. Yeah. Oh, on, yeah, I yeah. love her. Abeline. We're, Abeline. We were hanging out on... Um, She's the at this, like, They took me to some influencer party. It's so funny because, like, I was there. She was there. Like I said, we have very different niches. <laughs> and I, it was like, yeah. it totally did not... It was a very different type of influencer party. Yeah. Um, have you ever been to one? Yeah, I've been to one, but I don't They're know. They're on the same vibe. No, usually it's like, hey, can you come speak on a panel? Like, that's my kind of influencer. I party. mean, that's the best. It's different, it's different influencer um, party. But, anyways, the point that I'm making is you were talking about how her community mm-hmm. will literally take a bullet. They're for her. so diehard. So I went and looked at her page immediately after. I was like, doom scrolling. And I was trying really? To video, oh, yeah, are you kidding me? I like saved a few videos. She's really good makeup tutorials. She's the best. Um, really cute girl. Mm-hmm. So I was paying attention. I was like, this is interesting. Because something that's been prioritized, especially with Gen Z, maybe millennials do it, but I don't know. I feel like we still have a little bit of an inaccessible, too cool vibe about us. Is millennials? Yeah, Gen Z does not Gen Z is accessible. Care. Gen Z is accessible. And when you say I build community, what I hear is you grant access strategically. Again, you hate that, but what <laughs> we're not saying. <laughs> but in some ways we are. Just You're love this. So thing. funny. So, anyways, um, I'm like that's not how I thought were... about it, but okay. You were just talking about how weekly you ask questions. Is that mm-hmm. something? So the question I'm getting at is what do you do to build community and what works the best for you? And ultimately, building community is critical because if you think about content creation, everybody hates the word influencer now. It's become like a stinky But word. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's just own it. They just say content creator, influencer, whatever. When you are helping people navigate life choices and purchases and figure out how to live like, their lives. Why are you embarrassed about it, though? Yeah, you influence. So the question I'm asking you is, what are, and, and you're very, you like frameworks and you like routines. Mm-hmm. What are the different I live things that you do? 100%, I know this about you. What yeah. are the things that you do to build community and continue to build community in such a competitive landscape? That's a great question. I'll start off by saying that I had listened to a podcast, I think two years ago, and I think I sent it to you. And the podcast was just talking about how staying out of something or not doing something because it's too saturated or there's other people already trying Oh, the Alfred it. guy. Yeah, Alfred yeah. guy. And then I also listened to a podcast with Ed Milet and he was yeah. like, it's such a cop-out when people say that because it's like, but not everyone's doing your version of it. Right. And yeah. there's, you know, your content isn't supposed to be for everyone. That's yeah. why you follow multiple people. Yeah, the Alfred guy you know was talking I mean? about, the Alfred Coffee guy was talking about how like he came in and competed against Starbucks because he's like, nobody Starbucks, Dunkin', like, like right, all right. these, it the most saturated most saturated market ever and he found a way to differentiate himself and provide a unique value before coffee shops were so fast like drive-through starbucks whatever he made it an experience to go into a coffee shop and it was cute you could take pictures you could lounge it was a place people wanted to gather it wasn't just like a random starbucks right so i felt like um what was the question um how did you how do you build community what framework do you use and what strategies That's a good question. So, you know, for me, I love engaging with my audience. I respond to almost every DM. I really try my best to respond to everyone. Um, and I like top of the week. I'll like to do like a and a poll. So you do it weekly? I do it weekly. Yeah. Do you, do you ask the same question? Often? I'll just be like, let's chat. Like, let's catch up. And it's like my favorite time of the week. You know, people are like, I just broke up. I just got married. I'm going to call. I'm like... <laughs> Maybe I need to. No, I just I don't know. That's what fulfills me. 
the relationships I get to build with people, even if they're online is what fulfills Let's me. Let's pull this back to millennial, out of Gen Z. So we're yeah. talking strategies. Yeah. Strategies. Not filling your cup. So strategies. Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so I will do like a weekly or bi-weekly question box on Instagram. Okay. I feel like people who follow me on Instagram have seen TikTok and want more. Um, and that's your, is that your primary day. driver to Instagram is your TikTok? I would say so. Okay. Yeah, it's Instagram is such a hard platform these days that TikTok is really bringing me the right. people over. Um, and TikTok is a little bit more curated. I'm working on getting it to be a little bit more casual, but Instagram is definitely more like daily updates. So I'll try and do like Q&A boxes each week and just be like, let's chat. Like, how are you guys doing? Like, I'll just ask them like, what's up? Like, what's new in your life? Last week I asked like, share some good news. I was like feeling a little down. I <laughs> just like needed like a pick me up and I had someone who was like I'm getting married in two days like I'm pregnant I haven't told anyone I'm like I just got a job or blah 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 like I did this and it was like such a mood boost and they get to share too okay um so engaging via like polls Q&A's um I also like to involve them if I'm making like a decision I think that's fun not with anything like crazy like but outfits. like outfits like I went to a Pakistan wedding a couple weeks ago and that was like my first time actually like dressing in cultural Pakistani clothes for the wedding and I was like I don't know what to wear. Like I have these options. Right. Like how do I accessorize it? And I posted like Instagram stories and a TikTok being like, which dress do I wear guys? Like right. how do I accessorize it? And I had so much help. People were being like, wear it with this and send me pictures of like, wear it with these earrings. Yeah. I have something like this. Like, Oh, I have these heels. Like blah, blah, blah. I had some of my friends text me being like, dude, do you want me to like drop off these shoes? And it was just like a way to engage people. Yeah. And like, I do that with dresses, like any type of like outfits or like I even did that with my hairstyle the other day being like, guys, I'm having a bad hair day. Do I do it with my hair yeah. in a blowout or do I do it great? So trying to engage with Instagram, definitely responding to people. Um, I sometimes I'll have people who ask more pointed questions in my Instagram. So they'll be like, my engagement party is coming up in a few weeks and I'm looking for a dress that's modest, but so cute. Do you have any ideas? And mm -hmm. I'll spend some time curating a list for them and I'll send it to them. So that's a way I feel like to be more of a person than just like a face online. Um, TikTok, I just always try and respond to my comments. If people ask me questions and I think it's like, you know, it's something I can go in depth about, I'll try and make another video yeah. about it. Um, and then YouTube is, I think YouTube is where I really get like the most in depth. Like that's a platform that like, I just, I honestly, it's one of my favorites because yeah. I just get to be myself and I just get to talk and I can talk for like five minutes about something that I really love or question someone had like yeah. hair tutorial or like. I've talked about, you know, staying true to yourself and being confident. Like I talked about that for five minutes in a YouTube video and it doesn't feel like I need to talk about it in a minute or two minutes to just like make people see you it. You can like, spend time. I can spend time on it. So I try and like, if there's a topic that I know my audience really wants like advice on, or if there's like something that I want to talk about, I'll usually do like a shorter form video and then I'll talk about it in depth on YouTube and like direct people to that. So we can get that. Yeah. Um, more long advice and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, I don't really, I think that's pretty much it. Like just engaging with people, like responding to comments, like always providing opportunities for people to say things and keeping them updated. Like I'm always on my Instagram story every single day, keeping people in the loop of like what's up with my life, like, and questions just come organically from that. Yeah. 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 And so you use your Instagram to mm -hmm. ultimately engage with people and then your YouTube is more of one-sided engagement. Mm -hmm. Actually, do you comment? Do you respond to YouTube I comments? I respond to YouTube comments. Yeah. I try to. Yeah. And what do you think that people trust you most about? Is it clothes? Is it skin? Is it hair? I think it's a lot of things because I don't think I pigeonholed myself too much in one corner, kind of intentionally, but also because I was like, I don't know, just one thing that yeah. I'm like the best at. 
like I feel like I'm always sharing tips for like glowy skin and like glowy makeup and like whether that's like products I'm trying with makeup or skincare products or you know home remedies like drinking these foods and adding this to your Mm -hmm. smoothies your juices like always kind of like trying to um provide like hacks and like remedies for the look that I personally love which is like the glow yeah um so I would say people trust me with like makeup and product recommendations like skincare I've also been pretty open about like issues that I've had with like my skin or my body image Mm -hmm. or my makeup and I'll be like guys like you know I was having a lot of acne and it really tanked my self-esteem and it left a lot of dark spots on my face and I'm kind of sharing with my audience like how I'm going through that with you know the products that I'm Mm -hmm. trying or the services or the treatments that I'm trying or what's working what's not really worth the hype in my opinion and you know I also have really sensitive skin and I've been really open about that online so I feel like a lot of my um audience that also has sensitive skin like can trust me with that stuff because they know I've tried so many products and I've been honest about what hasn't worked for me like there's been a lot of like random viral products on TikTok that have right swollen eyes so I feel like people trust me with that and then um also I would say like modest fashion yeah modest fashion like finding pieces that are like unique um and not I don't really shop from exclusively like Muslim brands or like modest brands and it's not because I don't want to like I love them they're great for like dresses and stuff like it's so hard to find a long sleeve long dress but just because I feel like you know growing up I didn't limit myself to stores like that also they probably didn't really exist like when I was like a teenager so um I feel like my audience can come to me if they're like I found this shirt on this website and this skirt here and this jacket here and I put it all together and that's how it made a modest look right like finding pieces here and there that like make it a fun and unique look but still modest yeah you know it's fascinating as I'm thinking about this Mm -hmm. to go back to the concept of an influencer (laughs) you're just providing not just might not be the right word Mm -hmm. um you are when I'm, when I say just, I mean to simplify it. Mm-hmm. You're providing inspiration for which girls who share your values mm-hmm. can live their lives mm-hmm. in ways that they think that they feel good about themselves. They feel yeah. good about their skin. They feel good about their That's image. That's what they I feel want. Just confidence. But it's really fascinating because, like, I, I look back to Layla, of uh, twenty three year old Layla, and like, I just had to figure that out myself. Yeah, like, I, I had to too. You know? Yeah, we just had to figure it out ourselves. Like, and, and I always knew I looked a little funny. You know, in terms of the like, how it is. You didn't figure it out yet, you know? I always knew I looked a little funny, but I kind of just ran with it anyway. Because, and, like, put on my big girl pants and look mm-hmm. confident. So if, if you're not happy with yourself and if you don't love yourself and you're not confident no. in yourself, who's going to do that for you? Girl, and I will never forget mm-hmm. when I was, like, 18. I went to a wedding. I think I was wearing four layers. And the wedding was on a boat. It's okay. Like, I wore for Coat in Palm Springs. I didn't care that. I that, remember fit that, looked good. that fit looked so good. You were glowing. No, I, I didn't you're care. People were like, you're wearing a bird. You know, like stroke, but you like, great. Those pictures are great. But I, I, I was care. thinking about this because, like, I, I remember at that wedding, I, I was looking at all these girls, and I'm like, they look so good, and I literally look like an Eskimo. <laughs> I was like, this sucks. You can't <laughs> say that. No, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Gen Z, I'm sorry. I don't mean that. Eskimos are beautiful, but the point that I'm making is that Eskimos are in a climate that requires that much clothing. When you're on a yacht, you're not in a climate that requires that much clothing. Okay, that's the only point I'm making. Please don't cancel me. So anyways, <laughs> don't cancel Yahtzee either. She made clear that's inappropriate. Yeah. Um, no, I, I love Eskimo culture. I think it's beautiful. Okay, babe. So uh, <laughs> the point is, is I was like, I'm wearing way too many layers for somebody on a boat. I looked it's ridiculous. It's so hard. It was, it, now there's options. Like, Ittihaj's brand is incredible. Well, there's so many great yeah, options now. So many good options. But, the old collection too. 
Because people have options now. But it, it's definitely a different time. But the, the need for influences, I mean, you influenced me. She put this outfit on me. I was like, what do yeah, I you wear? Can have it, actually. Oh, thank yeah. you. So, so that's interesting. I love that we have the opportunity to do a second version. We're doing like a pre Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving dinner, and I just heard like 50 texts come in, guys. So I have a feeling we're being like yelled at to come yeah. downstairs because it's 7 or 1 p.m. Yeah. But um, I guess before we end, mm-hmm. I want two things from you. Mm-hmm. One, it's somebody's first time hearing you, but maybe they heard you a year ago and they didn't start and they're like, dang, mm-hmm. like she grew so much in a year. What could I have done? Mm-hmm. What are the steps you would recommend? Mm-hmm. And two, where can people find you? So I feel like you just need to start. What, is, the, what does that mean? Like just start posting. Would you start on TikTok? Again? I would start on TikTok right okay. now. I think it's the best um, algorithm. I think that's going to get you, it's going to be the most efficient way. Okay. Um, start posting use your phone use good lighting just even if it's not the perfect edited video like even if you don't love it just get get it out there because I think I was actually listening to another podcast saying perfectionism is literally such a cop-out because you're holding yourself to such a standard that you're never going to match up to so you're constantly setting yourself up for Mm -hmm. failure so like don't try and be perfect just post it be yourself I know it sounds really corny but like nothing is more annoying than someone who just copies everyone else's videos like just be yourself everyone has something unique to offer it just takes time to figure it out what that is for you and you have to test I remember first test, I started like mom content and I was like this sucks but I'm tired anyways <laughs> dude it wasn't was very I doing, good like health and fitness thing right and like that's not and that's then I was like wait I'm, I'm really good at work and I just started talking about go. it and it just so, worked so you but you had to start oh gosh, you I had to start with I was like random mommy content doing the dumb TikTok dances like boom TikTok was such a different phase then I honestly sometimes miss it like the COVID TikTok Anyways, you just have to start like it you're not going to be perfect in the beginning you need to accept it because no one's ever going to be perfect and also because you probably don't know what you have unique to offer just yet because it's hard to, to put that on social media it's hard to figure out like well I'm this person I have these interests like what's the one thing I'm gonna right. talk about you know what I mean so just make your videos get it out there um I would say look at what some of the people that you like love their content or you love, say you've loved following an influencer for a year, like, try and think about what it is about them. Hmm. Like, is it their style? Is it their Instagram stories? Are they just super genuine and vulnerable? Are they really genuine and vulnerable? Like, are you inspired by them? Or are you getting, like, constant, like, tips from them? Are they always Hmm. sharing something, something unique? Because they they say educate, entertain, or inspire. inspire Are the three Mm -hmm. ways you can go. Yeah, like, what is it? Is it someone, and there are people who will play around different parts of their life and will be super open and sharing about it is it because you know you were going through a really crappy breakup and that person also had gone through a really crappy breakup and Mm. they were documenting their phase of finding themselves again and that's what resonated with you like figure out like what you like seeing in other people and think about how are you to your friends how are you to people in your life like what are you doing for them are you really good at giving advice in Mm. real life maybe that's something you can do online you know what I mean like are you someone who like makes your own clothes and like you sell it or like you've always yeah. been good at selling? Show that journey. Like that. Show the journey. You don't have to be perfect. Like everyone has a unique skill and everyone has something that's like so beautiful to them. And it's just a matter of time before you find out what it is for yourself. And there's always going to be people that are going to find their way to you. Yeah. And that if you, if you really try and, and it you, takes time, it takes time. If you really try, you're authentic and you're consistent. Like your people will find you. You just can't be motivated by like numbers at first because it's so yeah. fleeting. You know the numbers. Actually, that's really good advice because effectively that's what I did, and so yeah, like, but it that works. works for you. I feel like that's it works. you're kind of that type of person though. Like that you're very 
driven by strategy and by mm-hmm. like results and stuff. And I don't get embarrassed easily. No, you don't. Like you're super whatever. confident. So it's like I don't know. I feel like for someone who's just starting, maybe they're super new to social media in the first place. It can be intimidating. Like mm-hmm. you just need to start. You know what's funny? Actually, some of the most mind blowing advice I got recently mm-hmm. was from somebody who is a coach to me. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, you're very fearless. I said, okay, yeah. She says, you know, and you, you don't get scared. Remember like, when you thought I was fearless? I still, I still think you're fearless. I'm still not fearless. I hate the we'll ocean. talk about that at dinner. 100%. Uh, the ocean is, there's <laughs> sharks in there. That's, not, that's logic. <laughs> Anyways, so um, I was talking to somebody, and she said, somebody had recently asked me, Yeah. I see a lot of leaders. What leaders do you know who are totally, will just roll up their sleeves and do it regardless of the problem? She mm-hmm. said, I can only think of two people, the thousands of people that I've career coached, mm-hmm. and you are one of them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's, like, really cool. I'm so honored. She's like, yeah, but it also means you're not relatable. I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that blew my mind. Because no like, one wants to talk to a salesperson. No one wants to talk to a robot. But I, I also want to be a best friend, you know? It's not even that. It's not even, I, I don't even show, like, when I'm scared or I don't think I could do it, I suck it up and I do it. Mm-hmm. And nobody knows that I'm scared or I don't think mm-hmm. I can do it. I'm, I'm like, I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. So it's it's always been something that I've just been like, throw it out. You're such a problem tactical. solver. I'm very tactical. Yeah. So she was like, it, it's a really great quality. It's probably one of your best. Mm-hmm. But you struggle being relatable. So you need to think about <laughs> Yeah. Now Yasi laughing. So she's like, so you need to think of <laughs> I don't think Yeah. Okay. I, I think it's a fair for somebody who doesn't I know me. you very well. So yeah. that's different. Um and you also again your growth minded. Like if you didn't like advice, I think you wouldn't love me as a sister in law. Mm. So <laughs> I'm always just like, let's talk about XYZ. <laughs> so um anyway, so this is to go back to I don't know what it was related to. Anyway, so she said get started on TikTok. Yeah. Don't be afraid of the numbers. I think we shared more like nitty gritty pieces of the journey in the last one because I was also just starting out. Like, I feel like this is more about like community. And then I feel like I shared a lot of like random little tips and tricks that I had in the first one. Right. I think so too. So you should go back and listen. Go to listen to that one. I think that's that's helpful. And where can people find you? You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, My TikTok is my full name, Y S A N R N E. That's right. I was like, does that how I spell my name? Sounds right. It's uh, also in the name, show notes. Yeah, exactly. D-U-R-A-L-I. And then I have my YouTube same name. And then Instagram is Y-A-S-U-R-A-L-I. That will be That's in that. the show notes. Yeah. Um, show notes. Be, I'm everywhere else. It'll be everywhere. This was an awesome Some episode. Hang. I, I mean, love making friends online. It's so fun. It's so comforting. No, this is really fun because yeah. I, I feel like I, I talk to a lot of people who maybe have been focused on something for a longer period of time. Mm-hmm. And the thing I love about you is, like you said, a year ago, we talked and we were in a certain place. Now so we're talking in a certain place. In a year from now, like, yeah, I, we should so do, fun. after the episode, we should talk about what we think will happen in a year from now and see if it matches up to where y'all see yeah, in a year from now. Um, thank you for having me. No, this was a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. For and thank you guys for listening. Until thank next you. week, inshallah. Bye.